When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Daily Stock Day Trading Podcast in my ears. Guiding me through my hopes and fears. Tune in daily. Don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter. Let us help you grow. Good morning. It's Thursday, January 25th. It's the day after Tesla earnings. Um, I was right to be cautious. I'm uh, horribly upset that I was right because I think if you hold a bunch of XLY or any Tesla in an ETF, it's not a good day. You know, you're down 8%. I thought 195 was going to be support. Uh, Trendspider held a nice little contest yesterday um, on their live uh, voting for the uh, opening price. You get a free month of Trendspider. Uh, it's too late to enter now, just so you know. But uh, I said 195. I think Chris said 185. So I think uh, he may win, but it's 190 right now is where we're at. Uh, it was a crazy day. So Tesla, we'll go over the whole thing, and I'll, I'll show you some charts that I, I, I saw. Um, but the big news of the morning is GDP rose. Uh, it was expected to rise by 2%. It rose 3.3%. Uh, that means the economy's strong. The economy's going. Uh, this is a catalyst for the economy to go. Where are we on QQQ? QQ's up uh, about 0.6% right now in the pre-market. I would expect it to get a pop. The problem is um, that you've got an RSI at 71. You've got the MACD way up here. Uh, and you've got some issues really with uh, the economy looking at stuff. We'll go over it. But the first thing I want to go over is my rant yesterday uh, about uh, stocks and about how to to uh, really look at stuff. Um, and I went over, let's see, the newsletter is right here. I think I put it very well, and I wasn't targeting anybody. And I, I did get quite a few, uh, le- fewer uh, social interactions yesterday. Let's say, um, but I think this line right here, um, th- this clarification on social social requests on the rant I did. Uh, the point is that I trade what I trade because I know it. Okay, if you're going to ask me about a biotech stock. I don't know biotech. If you're going to ask me about a chemical stock, I don't know chemicals. I can take a look at the chart, but my my preference would be you learn how to uh, use the tools like TrendSpider or Charts or Seeking Alpha and the fundamentals uh, and then paper trade on Webull. And so where do you get all these tools? You can go to my uh, my my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick. Sign up for Webull. You can paper trade on Webull. Sign up for Savvy Trader. Follow my trades, but journal your own trades. Understand you can paper trade on both platforms. Um, you don't have to pay for charting software. Most chart, you know, Webull has a free desktop charting software. I love their app. You can use uh, the app to chart stuff. Um, you know, get used to the tools that you have at your disposal. And that's kind of my point. I don't mind answering questions. Um, but my point, the tools are there for you. Uh, and this line in particular, which I wrote, oh, uh, if, if someone thinks, uh, that they're going to send me a biotech name, a chemical name, or a sector that I'm not completely familiar with and have me say, oh my God, this is the silver bullet stock. That's going to make you a millionaire. That's not how the stock market works. That's not how you invest. That's not how you should be trading. 
That is not something that would be sustainable. So I just want to point out, continue sending me names, um, but I don't think that you're going to find a silver, silver bullet in a name that I feel comfortable with. I'm 53 years old. Many people that listen to me are significantly younger. I am not a guy who participated in the GameStop uh, foray of January 2021, I think it was, um, I would have gotten out with a nice 10 to 15% gain in GameStop. I was not waiting for Roaring Kitty to sell his stuff because you don't listen to somebody on the internet. His thesis was solid. His understanding of the stock, solid. His understanding of where it should go, solid. Even he didn't expect it to go up that much. But the guy doubled down and he bought more GameStop. So understand different people view things differently. So you shouldn't follow somebody. The point of this podcast is to give you the opportunity to develop your own tools, your own understanding, and your own comfort level. And if that's uh, something that I don't match up with with you, then, then fine. I mean, listen casually. You can read my newsletter and see which ones I do. But understand, you know, you have to be comfortable with yourself. Uh, I invested in Intel. I invested in QQQ at 407 down here. I invested at TQQQ. Other people were saying the market is stretched. It's not going to go up. Well, I'm up a nice 5 6% in this one. I'm up 10 15% in TQQQ. Uh, I'm up a few percentages in Intel. Uh, just understand the purpose of this podcast is give you the tools to succeed, not necessarily to tell you uh, to not invest in Tesla, not necessarily to tell you to invest in Netflix. It's to find you the tools that make you feel comfortable. And that's the, 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 if that's the, the, the outcome of what this podcast does for you, it, nothing makes me more happy. I don't need to sell you anything. I don't need to do anything. But if you find a tool that I don't use, but you can use to help you trade, that's where I'm at. And that's why I have the core portfolio is because the core portfolio, in my mind, are stocks that aren't going to zero. They are not going to uh, fall down by uh, 40 and 50%. Now, Tesla, it's down a nice 10% today at 190. It's finding a floor at about 190. Um, you know, TSLQ was the play. And that's why I provide you those, those inverse uh, ETFs that you could trade with as well. Uh, but with the GDP rising, the market, you know, it does have another leg up if it does. Uh, I got an email and I get this email from Seeking Alpha as part of the Seeking Alpha um, premium service. You can import your portfolio. I have the core portfolio in here. Uh, net, yesterday's biggest gainer was Netflix at 10%. Uh, have I mentioned SMCI? That was up 2.8%. NVIDIA was up 2.49%. Again, those are thir- the top three earners in yesterday's uh, portfolio. Uh, the top three losers, Palantir was down 3%, Coke was down 1%, and Walmart was down 1%. What's, uh, what I wanted to point out is that um, XLY, uh, which is down, let's see, it's in the core portfolio, they got a, uh, a move down uh, from a quant rating of buy to, to hold yesterday. So this is one that got a buy rating. for It's a downgrade. They're kind of seeing the top. Look at that 52-week slider. Uh, it was up at 182. Right now you're trading at 173. So if you wanted to get out, you are getting out with a pretty good um, chart here. If we look at XLY, I'm going to go down here in uh, TrendSpider. And we look, um, the algorithm doesn't have you out. Just got you in at 175. In the opening, you're opening up at 171. You're seeing, if I pull this back to recent times, again, these are sectors that you don't want to trade per se, but you look for entries. I would probably look for an entry probably around the 170 mark. 171, I think you're fine. 171.28. If you wanted to get out and take some profits, that's uh, it was about 174 right here. I think you're fine doing that. Shopify was another one. If we go over to Shopify, uh, this is in the core portfolio. I've been screaming at this one since about 50. It got up to 80. You can see it, 83 is the 52-week range. It went from a strong buy all the way down to a hold. Um, they don't always give information about why they moved this stuff, um, but you can see it goes from a strong buy to a, uh, you know, it's going to move to yellow 
in this quant rating. Uh, you can see 125, it moves to a hold uh, based on profitability, based on valuation. It's run quite a bit. Um, we can look at the, uh, the, the, the one month, um, you're looking at a 3% gain. Six month, you're looking at 22% gain. Year to date, you're looking at 3.6. Over one year, you're up 89%. So I think this is more about just its run. So if you're looking at the core portfolio, you're invested in this and you wanted to get out, the algorithm got you in at 77. You're trading in pre-market 8130. Still has confirmation, but I like to tell people, hey, you know, if you get the, um, the, 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 the Seeking Alpha premium, you get $50 off when you sign up through my link tree. It's one of the great tools that I like getting that email in the morning and seeing in my portfolio what's what's kind of moved, where is it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, fear and greed index. <laughs> this is an index that takes into, um, you can read about it. I'll include this in the newsletter. It's a full page from CNN Business. It's at 76. Uh, that's extremely high. If we look at the timeline here, you can see last couple of times that the markets, you know, July, when we went into that that tailwind, uh, you can see we hit extreme greed. So we're up in that area where it gets a little wonky. This doesn't mean you sell. It's just a little wonky. Uh, just a little wonky. Nothing crazy. Uh, but yeah, yesterday's biggest movers in stock, uh, Nokia rose more than 7%. IBM surged 8%. Las Vegas Sands rose 3%. Again, I'll include this. Tesla um, went down by 8%. And let's talk about the Tesla earnings. Um, gross margins were 17%. I had posted that um, uh, Gene Munster said that that margins were the key point. Well, it did turn out that margins weren't exactly the key point. You can see, ironically, the algorithm got you in at 210 on yesterday's afternoon candle. Uh, doesn't mean that you get in, means that you wait for confirmation because you can see it's under that nine day. You don't want to time this bottom. Uh, you want to wait for the confirmation above that nine day. So I was saying Elon's may not be, uh, it's not a time to rush into this stock with Elon being the main catalyst over the past two years. Wait for confirmation. Um, they the, the problem is they did not give guidance. And in the specific release, and even they, they talked about it, um, they expect 2024 deliveries to be notably lower, and they didn't give guidance about what notably lower growth means. Uh, it looks like they'll be focused on cash flow, which is good over the amount of deliveries. Maybe what they're doing is they're moving uh, from Wall Street saying, hey, uh, don't judge us by uh, the amount of cars that we sell, but maybe by the cash flow. So I wrote in my notes, I expect 195 to be a support level. Katie Stockton believed that 208 was a support level. She said if we didn't hold 208 uh, or come to 208 in the next couple of days, look out below. So what I wanted to point out was yesterday, I, I did this while we were going into earnings. You can see this is a five-minute chart. Uh, it, the the four-hour algorithm said, hey, get in before earnings. If you were trading and trying to play earnings and you were looking at a five-minute chart, you can clearly see there's no reason to get in there. And even after earnings, there was no reason to get in after earnings unless you were playing TSLQ. That, that was the play. TSLQ is the play. But the five-minute here, if you want to play earnings, these are great. You know, Shrink your timeline. Shrink your chart down to a, a, a reasonable level because these things move super fast. And once you find that direction and you find out, do I have confirmation on TSL, uh, TSLA? Well, no. If you uh, uh, find yourself um, you know, on, on the downside of the nine-day on TSLA, you know what has confirmation? TSLQ. And TSLQ today, I mean, we'll just look at TSLQ here in TrendSpider Live. Uh, let's see. TSLQ is up. Do, 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 do. It is up 8.7% today. So, and I think there's a levered short on TSL, uh, Tesla as well. But I wanted to show you this five-minute chart. It's not live, but this is what I was looking at yesterday when I was on live with TrendSpider trading. Uh, Dan Ives, the Tesla bait will rage after this conference call. We remain fully bullish. And, and Gene Munster said this the best. This doesn't 
totally knock out uh, Tesla from being a good stock. It, it, you know, I think Elon called it an air pocket, um, uh, you know, period of growth for Tesla. He's they're basically focused on things that are not China. He said, hey, China's a risk. Um, and, and China is basically pulling prices down so that Chinese automakers are actually winning because it's costing them less and they have stuff. So just understand that I, I don't think the Tesla is a bad stock. I think it will continue to be a good company. It's extremely expensive. And I think the valuation's kind of coming to, to home to play a little bit. Um, it, it doesn't mean that you don't trade it. means that you could absolutely probably make money in trading it. But uh, just be a little bit careful and maybe move your timelines in on that one. Uh, we're at 189 right now. Uh, next thing is TQQQ. And I wanted to point this out too. Uh, looking at a five-minute chart, again, if you wanted to trade triple-levered ETFs, I'm trading TQQQ on a, a four-hour uh, four chart, so four-hour candles. But if you look at yesterday, and, and it's a great example, take a look at this. TQQQ lost confirmation yesterday, and you could have made 3% in trading that that you know short on that side. You could have bought puts um, you know, on TQQ, I don't know what options. So I don't know if you could play that, but it was clear we were losing momentum yesterday and we were losing it very hard and you could have played it to, to, to make 3%. How do you make 3%? Well, you go over to SQQQ and, and you take a look. Once we gained confirmation, this is a nice 2.63. And again, it's a triple levered short on the Qs. So you can play these things if you have the, 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 the cojones, to, to trade, um, you know, triple levered ETFs. I would not trade triple levered TPS unless you're a quick trader and you have some type of button that you can do on a one minute chart. I think the, the minimum that I ever could trade it successfully was a five minute chart. And I would look to make 1% scalps, 2% scalps um, to add up to maybe a 5% daily gain. And I would take losses when you lose confirmation, but find that uh, moving average that you like uh, and you can back test it. You can go into TrendSpider and say, hey, every time TQQ goes up, uh, I want to buy. Every time SQQ goes up and gains confirmation, I want to buy on a five-minute chart. You can test that in TrendSpider. And that's why those tools are so, so incredibly good. Um Let's look at one stock. One of the guys uh, asked me about DWAC a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think it was may have been live on YouTube, and maybe I didn't include it. Uh, DWAC is one. This is the Trump's back. And ever since Iowa, and there were, have been a couple of people, ever since Iowa, it spiked up. Um, here's the problem. And this is the problem with these stocks. And this is why you want to trade it, not necessarily on a four-hour, but maybe a five-minute candle because they move so quick. Now, me... I would trade this stock. I would not own it. This is not a company that's actually going to make money. Uh, they have not outlined how they make money. They have not outlined anything. This came from a SPAC. It got it got pumped up when Trump got in. I don't even know if he still owned it, to be perfectly honest with you. But um, uh, they haven't they haven't made money. They haven't outlined how they make money. I don't even know when you buy the stock what you actually own. So I haven't done my research into this, but if you wanted to, you could trade this. Now, did you get out when it got to, uh, you know, 58? Because that's the high. If you didn't and, and you're reading some charts and you're saying, well, it's got hope, it's, da it's down to 37. I don't know if you got out, but I hope you got out. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, my dad, I, I told this story um, on YouTube Live, but my dad called me a couple of days ago and he said, hey, uh, United Healthcare, uh, he wasn't happy with uh, what they did with AT&T. He's an ex-AT&T employee and they, they kind of screwed with him on some benefits with United Healthcare. Um, so we sold at 515 and I said, hey, dad, it, you know, I know it got to 550. I sold out at 550 back in December uh, because United Healthcare, I've said it before, under 500, I think you can buy it. Over 500, uh, I think you sell it. Uh, Humana came out. This is the third uh, healthcare provider that has come out and said, hey, uh, costs are getting in the way. That, that's essentially what happened. So United Healthcare is the one that's in the core portfolio. It's down 5%. It's 
down 5%. By the way, Tesla opened up at 191. But United Healthcare is down 5%. It's at 487. We dipped to 497 and jumped back up over 500. But we never really gained confirmation. Even when it dipped down, we never really gained confirmation. It's down here at 489. Uh, I think you may be coming to this gap at 450. Uh, and this is just based on these managed healthcare costs are just going up. Humana is just, this, it's the second one that's come out with that kind of stuff. So be careful in the healthcare space. If you are still in UNH, I would not, um, I would not get out. I still think it's, it's a top best in class um, stock for healthcare uh, providers. It is the top. Uh, I think it's ranked, let's see, it's ranked five out of 10 in the healthcare space. Um, for uh, Seeking Alpha. It's a hold in the quant. It's a buy from Wall Street, buy from Seeking Alpha analysts. The valuation is just expensive. So this one does have more room to go down. Um, But what I would do is once it gains confirmation, the algorithm may tell you to buy in, um, try and buy in. I mean, it's quickly getting to oversold. So you might get down to 450, you might get down to 480. But I think once you have that confirmation, you could play this one pretty well for a bounce back up. Um, let's look at AMD. AMD get, uh, trades higher after UBS raises estimates. They raised their price target. Um, let's see, AMD uh, to 220. We can go and look at AMD. I personally own AMD. I've, I've, I've added to AMD live on the air, what, three, four months ago? Maybe it was this summer at 109. I added more off the air at, you know, when it dipped under 100 um, back in October. I've been adding to this one the whole time. You have confirmation. Doesn't mean you run in and buy it. Look at that MACD. This one is up 2%. Uh, You know, I think that Intel will report earnings. These guys have earnings on January 30th. I am currently holding it. Um, I'm long on this one. And I put this note in, I think, when it was at 149. Uh, The the price target on AMD, let's go over to FinViz and let's take a look. AMD's uh, PE is 1,406. Its forward PE is 45. They're going to grow. That means they're just growing their earnings going forward. And the estimation is not that crazy. Year to date, you're up 20%. Performance over one year, 132%. Average target price, 158. We can see yesterday, New Street, 215 was the price target. Uh, Cantor Fitzgerald, 190. So it's quickly getting up there. You're trading at 184 right now. It's a solid, solid stock. Again, AMD, I like it. I like it there. Uh, maybe what you want to do, I mean, you know, we talked about, some people asked me about Intel. Uh, I am in Intel. I got my dad into, you know, $30,000 of Intel. Uh, I put my own money into Intel. It's a crazy uh, long bet. So far, we got in at like 48, 45, somewhere. I think 48, 60 was where I got in. Um, during this, the, the algorithm said buy it. RSI was in no man's land. MACD just crossed up. Earnings are coming up. Uh, I've showed a bunch of charts. Uh, We can take a look uh, a couple of days ago um, where I think it was the 123. Let me see. Uh, It was, I like Netflix tonight for an earnings play. And I did like it. Um, But I liked Intel better. I may have been wrong. I mean, listen, uh, Netflix went up 10%. And if you scroll down, was DWAC one that I put in here? No, maybe not. Um, if you scroll down to close to the bottom here, earnings tonight, Netflix. I like this one going into earnings. I checked a couple of strategies and trends, but it all had you buying in the 470s and you're still in the stock. The weekly chart of one month ago, you can see it's consolidating. Good news tonight. We'll push this up. They did have good news. Currently, the 50-day is up, uh, moving up. The Bollinger Bands are a little tight, blah, blah, blah. My biggest earnings play this week is Intel. This is from my free newsletter from two days ago. Uh, I let the four-hour looks solid. The weekly looks a bit stretched. But I looked at the one-month comparison to the core portfolio and my earnings, Qualcomm, AMD, and NVIDIA. Okay? Intel was only up 0.46%. Qualcomm was up 6.54%. AMD, crazy, up 20%. NVIDIA, 22%. I own all three of those. Okay? I don't own NVIDIA or I didn't own uh, Intel. Look at it against SOXX, the semi ETF. Uh, Intel's up 0.46 over one month. SOX is up 5.83. One of two things have to happen. Either Intel has to come up to meet close to these these three or these three have to come down uh, over the next month. 
and they're not going to perform as well. I just said, hey, I think it's worth the risk in Intel to look at this. I put it out there. Uh, doesn't mean that you follow me. means that you have to create your own hypothesis on this. Now, is it too late to get in at $49.54? My target was covering this gap up here to $50, $50.12. But when you look at the long term, and this is part of the strategy, when you look at the long term of this, we've just crossed the 200-day, the 50-day, solidly moving positive. So if I think it's going to pull back, I said this before, I think it's going to pull back between 42 and 44. What would I do then? I'd double down. Because you're in this upward movement, because Intel is in a recovery process, yes, it's moved a lot. Yes, we might have a huge sale, um, but I believe that this company's coming back. So that's where it, maybe, maybe what you want to do with all these earnings coming up like AMD, NVIDIA, um, I don't know if NVIDIA has, SMCI has their earnings coming up even though they pre-announced, you may want to play SOXL. Look at the solid move in SOXL in the algorithm. Uh, from 28 and you're up at 39, this is a triple levered ETF on the semiconductors. You're up 41% in 13 days. 13 days. It is incredibly overbought at 77. It is incredibly up, high up on the MACD. But you know, Take a look at the last time the MACD was here. The last time the MACD was here, yes, we dipped down from about 30 to 28, but you still went up. So I don't want you to be taken out there. Maybe play SOXL. But ELF, this is one Sherry has loved, and Sherry has been absolutely 100% right about this stock. Um, You've been capitulating here for a little bit. Your RSI came down into no man's land, 53 uh, you're up 1.15% today. Remember how I started off the podcast by saying that uh, consumer spending is up? Well, Elf has, earn- Elf has earnings on February 6th. February 6th, they have earnings. So they're coming up here you know, in the next couple of weeks. This is one to watch because Elf has been a crazy good mover. And, and take a look at that channel. That channel right there, you're up at the top of it, but you're, you're, you're continuing to move higher. Might be one that you want to look into. Um, we've talked about valuations before. This one has a PE of 72. The forward PE is 48, but their growth has been there. up uh, For one year, it's up uh, 186%. Uh, performance year-to-date, up 7%. Target price is 164 but when you look at the January 22nd, Morgan Stanley, they, they moved it from overweight to equal weight. Uh, they moved their price target up to 168. That still would be a good move from 154 to 168. Um, again, the average target price is 164. If we look at the insiders, they're selling. I mean, you know, the value of their shares, the, this is the senior VP of operations, sold at 152. $2 million worth, eh, probably putting in a you know some type of pool or something in his backyard. Um, chief executive officer sold at 139 I mean, these guys, if you look at the value of this stock, I can't blame these executives. These guys just got into this category. Uh, Elf is a one of the, the biggest things from what I know is that they uh, they got on TikTok and they got some TikTok trends and they're sold through uh, retail outlets like Target and stuff. Uh, social requests. I did have some social requests, ironically. Um, and social requests. Hermie, Hermie 25, uh, said on Spotify, can you share your screener for scans in your newsletter? I have my screener and Weeble set up and I would like to compare. Uh, I don't use Weeble for, to scan. Um, I don't have one to share in Weeble. I use one in Transpider. And while I'd love to share it with you, Hermie, it is part of the secret sauce. So it's part of the, hey, if you sign up for Trent through Trendspider, this is uh, you know part of what you get. So I, while I'd love to share it with you and guide you, we go back to, I am just a guy who's here to provide you some tools and some guidance. In order to get those tools, it's up to you. Uh, you shouldn't compare... Here's the thing. As a long-term listener, my screeners work for me. And I've got a note here. I gave it away for free, but I wouldn't have repeat listeners, whatever. I put that note in there, but here's, here's what I, I, I probably would tell you. 
Listen, my algorithm is based on a MACD. What does my screener look for? Done a four hour. There you go. That's enough for you to figure it out, Herme. So take a look at that. Um, it you know what what I scan. If you want to see what I actually scan for, just join YouTube Live. I do it live. I do the uh, the the you know my my core portfolio, which is free on Savvy Trader. If you don't if you don't have TrendSpider, go to to Savvy Trader. You can see the core portfolio. Uh, I do my own personal stocks, uh, which I scan. I have a list that I do not share because a lot of those stocks are. Um, uh, risky, and I'd rather not lead people into those stocks, but I do scan that. Uh, I do the Dow. I do everything, all this list that I share as a, um, if you sign up for TrendSpider, I've got several watch lists that I share with you uh, that you can scan on your own. And then I do the Dow, the NASDAQ, and the S&P. So it's as simple as that. Now, now what I'm looking for, again, it's a four-hour algorithm based on MACD. That's as simple as I can tell you. Uh, I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to put it out there, but that should be enough information for you to look it up. Uh, Luke from Spotify says, DHI, very interesting. Never seems to miss resistance. Is this uh, thing set up to implode? What are your thoughts? I mean, they just had their, I went over it yesterday. Um, They had their earnings. They imploded. I mean, it imploded yesterday. Uh, now, you, you, the algorithm got you out with a nice 34% gain. You probably should have gotten out with a 54% gain. Um, but I'm keeping an eye on it. It, it here's, Here in this country, we have a housing shortage. And DR Horton is one of the builders that's actually making money and building more homes. If they could do it quicker, they would. And they would sell out. So... I just think that that DR Horton is not a bad long-term investment. Now, the um the valuation because the you know interest rates are going up, um that's the valuation the PE is a 10, the forward PE is an 8. If interest rates stay higher for longer, this one will get hurt. If interest rates start to come down, this one will start to go up again. I mean, th- this was January 2021 into 20 Look at 2022. I mean, 2022, if you had just bought in January of 2022, let's look. Uh, If you bought in January 2022 and you endured this downturn of 37% in five months, okay, you still, if if you buy and hold, you're now up 54% in what, two years? So... uh, I don't think the DR Horton's a bad one. Do you want to trade it? That's up to you. Uh, you know, trade it, trade it your will. But I would say from the four hour standpoint, it has you out the stock, the the four hour algorithm, just so you're aware, it loses you 6% in this stock. Um, the, the buy and hold over two years, uh, makes you uh, 60%. So I don't think the algorithm works. I don't think trading this one works. Um, I think you can find these dips, but this particular one, this is why the algorithm loses you money. You have to buy it when it has confirmation. Right now, it has no confirmation. But if you're buying for the long term, the MACD is way down. It's completely oversold. So I don't think it's a horrible one. What are your thoughts on the split of GE in April? Would you buy or sell? I don't even know about the split in GE in April. I don't own this stock. I'm not an expert on this one. Uh, let's see. I have to Google what the hell, you know, the stock split. Look, the 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 quant rating is a hold. Um, General Electric's 2024 sets up further upside spinoff on tap. So it's not a split. Um, they're not splitting the stock, but there's a spinoff, I guess. Um, I'll include this, this analysis of it because it's probably better than what I would do, Daniel. Um, I'm not a huge GE fan. Uh, I will tell you that uh, I owned GE in the past. Um, I did not. You know, I did well in it, but when here I'll show you kind of I owned it back in the nineties. I mean, this was the Apple of the nineties. Um, I owned it in the nineties and I haven't necessarily got back in. I mean, that's that's been my thing. The, look at this stock. I mean, this this is monthly from November nineteen ninety four. I was twenty four years old. Um, and you're up what six hundred and fourteen percent over five years. That's 100% a year. That's how good this stock was. 
you know, when I started trading in 1988, um, probably 86, 87, somewhere around there, um, this was a stock that could not lose. Um, You see this downturn right here in 87, but that was the market. But here in 85, I mean, this is probably realistically the way I owned it because I did not get out at the top. Uh, I probably got out here, but it's a 1,400% gain. Now, I, I did get out at the right time uh, and, and diversified myself, uh, but that's kind of what the way you need to look at GE. If we look at the monthly here, and I've gone over this in the past because I've got this channel up here, uh, you're not at the 200-day on the monthly. If you look at the weekly, um, I, you know, again, this, this stock is just in a rebound. You're over the 200-day. Uh, you've got some confirmation above that. You know, the, the algorithm makes you 68%. Buying and holding makes you 83%. The 68% provides you some some uh, some gain. I don't know about the spinoff. I don't know how to trade this. Um, I'm not, you know, particularly impressed with GE, um, just historically. Uh, so, I again, it's not my core portfolio. I'll put it that way. Would I buy or sell? That's up to you. What's your what's your long term plan? Um, but I'll include that article this this one from GE because this guy. I mean, we can go to the conclusion real quick. Um, they use bottom line. I have a buy rating on GE. I see the stock fundamentally undervalued while the chart is very strong ahead of Q4 results due out next week. So he likes it. He said he'd buy more. Uh, Damon put this um nice note in here in, in Substack. So you guys know I have a chat in Substack. You can chat with me in ch- Substack. You can chat with me anywhere if you're uh, on. I wanted to make sure you got this for the podcast tomorrow, but if you could talk about ticker ZBRA, cross up, possible gap, fill, retrace, target is 277 to 300. It's the company that does the phones for retail stores. Home Depot, which is where Damon works, has them, including Walmart, Giant Eagle, Target, Costco, just to name a few. They're the leaders in this niche and a good tech name since quality and tech are some things that that's hot, uh, all-time highs. So I needed more tech exposure in my portfolio. So I was thinking what uh, you said more about trading what you know. And I was thinking about changes in Depot just had with the uh, upgrade they've done recently with the first phones, uh, what they call it uh, to enable AI in them. And a couple of things, they like texting pictures back, uh, bay, uh, bay imaging. So I think earnings coming up is a good wave to run for the time being until next earnings as well. Uh, on the run up to 300. Take a look, explain to listeners, this is what stock looks like. Invest what you know. You can use me as an example. I hope to see this in time. Yeah, I got it. And Damon's right. I mean, this is this is why I have so much stock in Apple is because trade what you what you what you use, trade what you know. Um Zebra, I have traded this one in the past. It's a software company. We can go over here. It's it's probably very expensive, to be honest with you. Communication equipment. The P is not crazy. Twenty eight. Uh, income four hundred sixty five million. So they are profitable. Uh, price to sales expensive at two point six. Uh, it's down six percent year to date. Uh, over one year, you're down seventeen uh, percent. Uh, price target is two sixty eight by the experts. The range is between 194 and 351. So you're kind of in the middle of the range. So I don't think it's a bad one. Uh, October was the last initiation. They said 183. So the upside, I think, is slightly limited. I don't know. Let's see what the quant rating is in Seeking Alpha for Zebra. Um, Because I haven't traded this one. Honest to God, this was one that I traded during the pandemic. Um, and I traded the chart. I did not trade the company. It was a, um, it's a software company. I know that much about it. Uh, it's got a hold in the quant. Um, it's ranked 12 out of 48 in the information technology sector. Uh, Faro is number one. You can kind of see which ones are, but Zebra 12, not horrible. Uh, valuation C minus growth is a D minus. That's where the, it seems like they're getting hurt is in their growth. Um, but good news. I mean, find a stock where you're seeing the the CFO and the CEO buying hundreds of thousands over the, you know, just the last few months at 238 at 205 and you're trading at 256. I mean, that, that to me kind of bodes well for the stock. Now the algorithm loses you 32% 
whereas buying and holding loses you 46%. So it does protect you a little bit. Uh, let's take a look at a weekly on this one. A weekly, it is a beaten down stock. I mean, this is a, they're saying the, the valuation, the problem with this one is the growth. And I don't know enough about the name to actually trade the growth, but I would absolutely um, trade the chart on this one. Um, Zebra, a big run in an uncertain time, and they're saying hold. There's a lot of holds here June 1st. I mean, that's December. Um, since December, you have gone down. Uh, you'd see the 52-week range. You're on the lower side of the 52-week range. Um, earnings per share forward, 976 Kind of, you know, forward PE of 26. That's a you know, little bit. Let's see where the earnings are. Um, the earnings, we're going to go back to the four hour. Because you do have earnings coming up. Uh, they are on February 14th. Probably not a bad one to take a chance at. You know, getting in at 251, 258. Maybe not bad. I mean, those Bollinger Bands are a little bit tight. Again, you're trading around this 200-day. You do have a gap up here to about 303. I would be slightly worried um, that we went from 329 per share to 87 cents per share, uh, and I don't know their guidance. That would be one thing that I would probably look at is the guidance of this company, but I don't think it's horrible. I mean, let's look at the peers um, uh, in Seeking Alpha. We can look at some of the peers. Trimble. Um, you can see Zebra down 16% over one year, Trimble down 8 Cog um, Cognex is down uh, 26%. I think there's better names out there. VNT, Vontier, is up 60%. Um, that might be one you want to look at, but it's half the size of uh, Zebra. Um, they have 8,100 employees. Um, Wall Street analysts, 12 of them cover it. Seeking Alpha analysts, only one covers it. Employees, uh, enterprise valuation. You can kind of go down and look at it. Um, I don't think it's a horrible one. I mean, dividend grades. Um, Zebra doesn't have a dividend. Um, you can take a look at their uh, PE, full year uh, for one, full year two. These are all forward PEs, uh, 40. And you can see, you know, TDY and, and VNT. VNT actually has a cheaper, uh, it's actually a cheaper stock. And it's up 60% over one year. So uh, I would take a look at those two. I'd take a look at ZBRA and VNT. But da uh, Damon is 100% correct. If you've got stores like uh, Home Depot, Walmart, Giant Eagle, Target, and Costco, and you're integrating AI into a service that this company is running, um, it's probably something that is not going away. So you're probably, you know, at some point in time, this 50 day starts to move a little bit more positive. That would be, if you're looking at long-term in your portfolio, Damon, that would be where I would look to is I would look to, Hey, when does this 50 day turn positive? Because that's when you're going to start going for the golden cross. So far, the 200 day is still positive. And this one since 2018 has just been a monster of a stock. And that's that's when I trade. I mean, this is this is the pandemic right here. It dipped down to its 200 day. It was an opportunity in March and it was just too cheap. And so you got confirmation on this one. I traded this one. It was not a super long trade. I can tell you I probably made about five, six percent in this one. Wasn't a huge one. Uh, let's go over some scans. Ironically and ironically, Tesla. Uh, got a got a cross up in the algorithm uh, right before it was yesterday's candle at two ten. Not good to get in. You didn't have confirmation. I don't think that you get in. The algorithm will get you out. Remember, the algorithm uh, it makes you eighty four percent. Do I think you're going to lose money if you bought at two ten? Probably not. At some point in time, I think you get back up there. Um, it just may take a while. So. Wait, you know, there's no reason to rush into Tesla. The catalyst is gone. The, everything that they were going to announce, they announced yesterday. So it's gone. Target. Uh, this this one has slowly made its way back surprisingly well. It's at 141. I don't think this one is super expensive. Uh, I think this one, if you wanted to play this one, the PE 17. I, I mean, you're going to compare it against Walmart. Uh, whose PE is 26, forward PE of 22. So target here at four, uh, 141, not horrible. Again, I would say if you shop at Walmart and don't shop at Target, don't buy Target. So, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. If we go down here, 
Nobody, you know, the insiders are selling. And they're selling at pretty good prices at one pretty good uh, quali- um, quantity. This dude sold at one thirty. The executive officer, uh, two million dollars worth. I mean, these two sold in November at one thirty. Boy, aren't they upset now that it's at one forty? You know, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, we had some um, uh, some of the uh, the the energy stocks, Venom, V N O M, Shell, L A C E Q T. Uh, we had Coin. Coin crossed up, and I know I said last week that uh, coin I thought was going down to about one ten, one twenty one. Seems to have capitulated right here about one twenty one. You still don't have confirmation, even though it's beaten down. You still don't have confirmation. Would I buy it? Maybe. I mean, you look at this volume shelf right here at the VWAP at one twenty one. It's a volume shelf right there. Uh, if we don't hold it. And you don't have confirmation. If you hold it and you get confirmation, I think you move back up. If you don't hold it and and you lose the confirmation, you're going back down to 102. I mean, that's essentially where you're looking. Or, or you know, getting below that two. So far, crypto hasn't fully recovered. Not fully recovered. Uh, Delta Airlines. We had good earnings from a couple of airlines. Delta Airlines D A L. Um, they've already announced earnings. We had a cross up here at 38. I think it's a $40 stock. It's actually up at $40 right now. Uh, it's up 4.77%. Um, you put, you've got a gap up to 41, 42. Uh, then you've got a second gap up here at 47. Airlines have come back around. The MACD is just low. I think you trade this one. But DAL, if you got in at 38 uh, yesterday with the, the the algorithm, kudos to you. Uh, I think it's because of American Airlines' strong earnings today. Uh, we had cross-ups of Neo, Lee, XPEV, BYDDF, all Chinese companies. I'm not investing in those. Those are all the Chinese uh, auto companies. If you want to invest in an American company, uh, Ford has a cross-up, ironically. Uh, doesn't have confirmation. Actually, it got you a cross-up, got you right out. This is how bad Ford's trading. The MACD crosses up, the MACD crosses down. Uh, moving averages in the algorithm never got to a uh, solid state. So it got you in, got you out. Ford is up 1% at 11.14. I don't think it's a bar- bad thing to trade this one under the 200-day to wait for it to go over the 200-day. Their earnings are coming up uh, February 6th. So, And finally, PFE. This is Pfizer. I have not traded this one. At some point in time, this becomes an interesting play uh, just based on valuation. Just based on valuation. Uh, Right now, you can see um, if we go over here to Pfizer and Finviz, the PE is 15. The forward PE is 12. Uh, This PE used to be 40 just like a year ago. Target price is 31. You're trading at 27. So I don't think it's a horrible thing. Just, you know, today's the X or yesterday was the X dividend date. So it got taken out. You're down at 27. It's hard to get, a, you know, an, a, a buy in the, the day before an X dividend date with the uh, the the uh, the dividend gets taken out of the share price. So I think you're good. Again, I'll be watching Intel this afternoon. Uh, I hope I didn't scare anybody off. Remember, um, continue to ask me about stocks. Just don't be upset. I got a couple of uh, you know emails where where they said I was a curmudgeonly old dude um, who didn't understand specifically around I think DWAC, DWAC, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I am a curmudgeonly old man, and and if you give me a stock that's worthless, I'm going to tell you it's worthless. If you give me a stock that's a hundred percent hype, I'll give you tell you it's a hundred percent hype. Doesn't mean I say stay away from it because even I have traded those things before. Uh, you can make some money on these. Just understand, it's not long-term investing. If you want long-term investing, the core portfolio of a savvy trader is long-term investing. Uh, trading what you know is long-term investing. Um, you know things in your life that you see—that's long-term investing. Um, here on Savvy Trader, you can trade my trading portfolio. Uh, the core portfolio is free. Uh, Let me go over so I can show you both my portfolios here. Uh, The core portfolio is free to follow. You can subscribe for free. Over 30 days, it's up 6%. It is an equal weighted portfolio of 35 names. There are 35 names. I don't go in and out of this, but it's equal weighted. When I add a stock to it, I add 100 shares. When I uh, delete a stock, it's selling 100 shares. I'm not trimming. 
I'm not using this. This is to show you that an equal weighted portfolio against the Qs or, you know, let's go SPY. S&P is what everybody does. This is at all time. This is this was bought at the highs in June of last year. The core portfolio is up 15%. The S&P is up 9%. If we go year to date, the core portfolio is up 5%. The S&P is up 2%. Okay? This is just to show you that these names should be a good foundation of any portfolio. And it should be 500 companies because these companies are, are leading the industries that they're in. You know, Tesla is in this one. Uh, Pan W is in this one. Goldman Sachs, Apple, Pepsi, Walmart, Google. Uh, Exxon is even in this. It's back over 100. 94 was a great uh, price to pay for Exxon. So there's that portfolio. Then you've got the trading portfolio. And this one is a cost. But to show you what's in the trading portfolio, it's SMCI, it's AMD, it's Amazon, it's NVIDIA, it's Uber, it's high growth stuff. It's Intel. I added that in. It's IONQ, which is up 6% today. Um, Yeah, if we compare this one to SPY and we go year to date, yeah, I'm up 15% and SPY is only up 2%. Uh, If we look at the all-time, this started in June of last year, June 1st, I started this. Yeah, I'm up 27%. SPY is up 11%. I just do a better job of trading. I mean, that's essentially all that it is. So it's, you know, I'm still in Mara. And if you look at Mara um, and you look at this, Mara, I'm down 40% on. Palantir, I'm down 10% on. But most of the others, I've been able to get some gains before, you know, I I actually get out. DraftKings, I sold too early, but I did sell it out of here. I made some money. If you look at the history of this, uh, Intel, I bought. Docu, I bought. TQQQ, I bought. QQQ, I bought. Um, You can see I traded SQQQ for a positive gain of 0.12. So I'm in and out of certain things. NVIDIA paid a different. Mara, I bought 100 shares at 26.87. And yes, I actually bought that in my portfolio. So you don't have to pay for this, but if you want to pay for it, you can absolutely pay for it. Uh, it's $25 a month. But I usually give you everything that I do here in the newsletter, which is free. The paid newsletter, in my mind, you're better off paying me 120 bucks for the education of the newsletter than you are for following my trades on Savvy Trade. But... If you love Gary, you will subscribe to absolutely everyone. So, okay, that's it. Uh, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Intel earnings today. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, and to quote Roaring Kitty, I like the stock. Boom, ba boom, boom, boom. Every morning I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. and fears.